Welcome to Good Patron, a production of UTR Media. I am your host, Garrett Godfrey, and on this show, we will explore what it means to be a good patron, asking how each of us can be a good patron of the bands and musicians we appreciate. I'm glad you're here, so stick around, because we have got some exploring to do. Now, if you saw the episode title, you already know the artist I'll be covering, but if you just let this play without looking at the title, I'll be covering campaigns and pre-orders by music from Stephen McNeil, Lovkin, Joshua Leventhal, Adrian Mathenia, Sherry Keggy, Crystal Lewis, Mark Proctor, and 0M53, with links to all of these in the show notes. And if you've listened before, you also know I'm going to cover a way that you can be a good patron and issue you a challenge. But first, I'd like to tell you about our Spotlight campaign. The name Stephen McNeil might be new to you, but if you've been following UTR Media's top song list for a few years or listening to their Heart, Soul, and Mind playlist on Spotify, then you probably know at least one of his songs. Here is a clip from his song, The Earth is Full, from 2019, so you've got an idea who I'm talking about. Of your steadfast love, oh Lord The earth is full Of your steadfast love From mountain high to meadow green I have tasted, I have seen The earth is full of your steadfast love. But I'm not just talking about Stephen McNeil today. I also had an opportunity to talk with him. So here is my conversation with Stephen McNeil about the current active Kickstarter campaign for his new album, The Art of Repair. So first, I want to talk a bit about you and your music, and then about this new campaign you've just launched. You've sure. been putting out music for a decade now, but how long have wow. you been playing and writing? Yeah, um, well, I, I, I wrote my first song when I was uh, in high school, um, and at that point, it was all just instrumental guitar stuff. I was um, much better at guitar than I was at singing or uh, anything like that, or at least I, I wouldn't let myself go there because I just thought, I don't, I can't sing, I don't have a voice. So, And I was really into... Uh, Phil Keggy at the time and, uh, and a lot of the instrumental stuff that Jimmy Page did with Led Zeppelin. And so I, I could just do that. So I wrote a lot of instrumental stuff. My first, um, my first full length record is an instrumental record and I put out a few instrumental EPs over the years. And, um, so I kind of got into that in, in college, I would experiment with writing, uh, songs that had lyrics to them and they were all very bad. Um, but I got to the point where, I started to feel a little more comfortable and I would, what I started doing, I was in a band at the time and I uh, would write with our lead singer and then he would sing, you know, the songs that, that we came up with that we, we both liked, but he would, he would be the one to sing them. So I thought, ah, oh, I can kind of explore this territory now and not worry about being the one that has to sing it. So that's really when I started writing more songs because I thought I'm going to write songs for other people to sing. Um, and, uh, and so that happened a little bit, um, with, with the band that I was in and, and, um, I, I became a part of a church plant about 
eight or nine years ago, and I started writing some more congregational um, sort of music for for them, and uh, our worship leader would sing them. And I thought, this is really great. But the more I started to explore that world, the more I kind of started to learn how to make my voice work for me um, and and kind of improve it. Just It's like any other instrument. Uh, you just got to practice it and, and work on it. Um, so it's it's been a slow – anything that I've done musically, it's always been a slow burn. I take the long way around. Um, so, yeah, so I started in high school. But really, I've only been writing songs with words, like in earnest, I would say, for, I don't know, maybe about 10 or 12 years. Yeah. So what – what got you hooked on doing your own music early on? You mentioned Jimmy Page and Phil Keggy. Uh, would mm-hmm. those be kind of like early favorite artists? Yeah. I, ever since I was really little, I've just been a, a, an obsessive music listener. Like more than just having it on the background, I would, uh, you know, take it apart and I would like explore all of the sounds in the record and I would, you know, devour the liner notes of the cassette tape or the CD or whatever I had. Um, so I've always kind of been like that, but uh, Led Zeppelin was an early one, you know, kind of, you know, teenage boy. It kind of got me, got me going, you know, it's a lot of energy. And, but also, uh, you know, I became a Christian, uh, when I was, uh, 12 and, uh, bands like Caven's Call, um, really had a huge influence on me and the, the way that they took, um, their faith and, and applied it to all of life and were able to articulate that and, and, and do it really, um, compellingly with music. Um, that, that they were a big, big influence early on. And, you know, along with the music that my parents were listening to, you know, yeah. growing up, James, James Taylor and the Eagles and, you know, folks like that, the oh, Beach yeah. Boys. Um, so they just, it all kind of fueled the fire, like my obsession with listening. And then I started playing and then I started writing. And so it all kind of just kind of mixed together and, and really got me going. So, um, I don't want to catch you off guard with this one, but what would be like, uh, either some current, favorite artists or lesser known, maybe underrated folks that you think everybody should know about today? Well, okay. So it's some of these won't be lesser known to some people okay. uh, because, yeah. you know, pe- people who have heard of these people like champion them. Um, but people that have been really, um, have really gotten me going the past few years that, that not a lot of people that I know of are really listening to. Um, one of those Madison Cunningham, are you familiar yeah. with Madison Cunningham? She is just wonderful yeah uh, she the way that she plays the guitar and the tones that she gets are great uh her songs are incredible her voice is perfect uh and the records that she makes um are just as good as it's the, it's the whole package and yeah. um she's really blown me away um and uh, and she's gotten she's been getting a lot more recognition as of late um uh, Scott Mulvihill, who, you know, it, like I said, if you know him, you know him. Uh, he's great. Um, and he's just so musical. He's just immensely just musical and great. And, uh, he's, he's really been kind of inspiring to me as of late. Um, uh, I, so I recently, um, I joined a band that's been, uh, in existence for, I don't know, eight or nine years, a band called So and Tether. Um, and, uh, some friends of mine, we all live in the same community. And, uh, my Hunter Bobo is the, the lead singer of that band. And, um, he has just been writing great songs for a long time. They've been putting out good, good music. So I, I play bass in the band, uh, which I love. 
But um, one of the things I love is because I'm getting to play with a band that was like just already great. You know, they were already a great yeah. band, and so I kind of feel like a little bit of a fan getting to oh yeah join a band. You know, uh, Hunter writes really great songs, and uh, and so that's been really fun helping helping them bring songs to life and and becoming a part of of, of that band. Going from calling that band uh, them to calling it us, yeah, has uh, been has been really fun. So. Now is that so S E W or S O? S O W. Yeah. S O W. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like sewing, uh, like seed, uh, sewing tether. Yeah. Cool. Nice. So they've been we've been putting out some new music this year, and that's been fun as well. I'll have to check that out. So now, tell me about this new project you're working on. You just launched the Kickstarter campaign for a new album to be titled "The Art of Repair," and I know from the campaign page itself that the album has a connection to an, a Japanese art form and an album-wide theme. Can you tell us about all of that? Yeah, yeah. So there's a, a Japanese art form called kintsugi that um, I, I've heard of before, but um, it's really just resonated with me lately uh, over the uh, after the past year. Uh, so kintsugi is an art form where um, uh, craftsmen will take broken teacups or plates or bowls, um, and instead of just throwing them away. Um, because a lot of these, um, at least in ancient times, were used for kind of sacred tea ceremonies, and uh, they would mend them, but they wouldn't just try to glue them back together. They would use a gold lacquer that, when they glued the pieces back together, it instead of like hiding the cracks and the scars and the break, it illuminated it. Like, look at this; it's been broken, and now it's been restored. And that's just a, a beautiful beautiful thing. And, and, and I'm not the first person to, uh, as you know, I'm not the first person to, to apply this to relationships and, and life. Uh, there've been a lot of artists, um, and authors, uh, who have used this concept to, um, apply it to relationships and in, in the Christian life. And it's really resonated with me because the past year has been hard for everybody, like really hard, um, both on a, national and global level, but also I think on a local level. And, and, and I think a lot of our closest relationships have been challenged um, because of all of the, the circumstances of the past, over the past year with, with COVID and with an election and with everything that goes along with that. Um, and uh, so it's, I, I think, I think that everyone has experienced this, this sort of pain and, and breakage in some way over the past year and I think we all have a choice as to what we can do with it. Um, we can we can throw the pieces away and and leave it behind and go on to something new. And and certainly there are sadly sometimes when that is the best course of action. Uh, when there, there there can be relationships that are broken beyond repair. Um, but I think that the harder but better option is for especially for Christians to to stick it out and to try to put things back together again and, and humble ourselves and, and try to mend the broken parts of our relationship, however painful that might be. Um, and, and that's been something that, that my family has been going through the past, past year and, um, and trying to sort out and still trying to sort out, you know, it's, um, it's, it, that theme has made its way into a lot of the songs on the record. And, and some of the songs have been around for years. Uh, they aren't specifically tied to the, this past year, but I was kind of, uh, it, the first part of this year, I was kind of finishing up 
the writing for this record and that theme started to really emerge and, and a lot of the songs that were there that were coming out. And then I looked back and I said, oh, well, you know, that one is a couple years old, but it's, it's a similar theme, you know, kind yeah. of putting the pieces back together, but, but from a different perspective. Um, and it all kind of, kind of came together like that. And it, it, I realized that this was the record I needed to make myself to process all the things I was feeling, all the things the Lord was teaching me. Um, and I've, I've found that if, if it's something I'm trying to process that, um, there's a good chance that somebody else might relate with it too. So totally. that's, that's kind of how I ended up there. I think it's a, it's a chord that's striking a lot of folks. I already told you, but I'll, I'll tell the listeners, um, one of my favorite bands of all time, the choir. Um, and by the way, uh, the songwriter is Steve Hindelong, the drummer. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Derry is the singer, and they have that same dynamic of like the songwriter doesn't have to be the one to sing it. Exactly. Um, but but they have an album they just released called Deep Cuts that touches on mm-hmm. Kintsugi and has that for the album artwork. Your project is touching on that. Another campaign I'll cover later in this episode is Joshua Leventhal, who has like album art of a Kintsugi vase that uh-huh. he's got in his campaign video on his like living room table or something. Um, I just. I really appreciate the renewed focus on repair and recovery and beauty, even with the scars to not like mm. hide the scars, but to, you know, to appreciate the repair, to re- appreciate the restoration. Right. Um, so I, I, I really appreciate it. Um, now for this album, when do you anticipate the album being released? So my, my safe goal is October. Um, but it is very possible that I'll have it done before then. Um, I really hope to have it done before October. Um, but October is kind of my, you know, I'm drawing the line in the sand at gotcha. that point. But uh, with, with my past records, um, I've taken my time a little more um, and, and done a lot more kind of individual layering of parts on my own. And, and I've included a lot of other people in the other projects and that can be like herding cats sometimes. This one's a little more straightforward. And I'm going to be recording more of the album kind of at one time, um, kind of early, early on in the summer. So I hope to have it have it out before October, but October at the latest. I was going to touch on that because I discovered your music a few years back when you had the campaign for Centerpiece 2 mm-hmm. in 2019. And you'd done Volume 1 back in 2017. And both of those were songs born out of your church community Yes, um, and had a lot more interaction with other people. But this album is different. Yes. So can you touch on some of those musical differences? Yeah, you, you already sure. sort of touched on it a little. Right. Well, yeah. So the centerpiece records, um, it's, it's something that at least at this point in my life, I want to continue to do semi-regularly uh, for the rest of my life um, because there are, there are songs that I, I wrote mainly uh, for my local congregation um, and with a lot of feedback from our worship pastor and, and other friends in the church and, um, and being that it was kind of so community focused, I invited a lot of um, friends from my community, uh, worship leaders and singers and um, musicians that I know. Um, I wanted to make it as much of a community thing as possible. And so I had a lot of my friends uh, sing um, on those records. And um, it was a lot of fun. Um, these songs that have been coming out of me over the past year or so, have kind of ended up being more personal and less, less congregational, which I think that it's important that there's a place in our lives for both. And, and so I realized with, with kind of the personal nature of the songs that I really needed to be the one to sing all of these. And, 
And at the same time, I've been really, uh, I mentioned James Taylor earlier. I've been rediscovering, um, my love for James Taylor's music and, and a lot of that Laurel Canyon scene from the early seventies, Joni Mitchell, uh, so much, um, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, all, all those people who were kind of all in each other's worlds. Um, and a lot of that music is really intimate and, and live. Uh, yeah. a lot of, you know, they were, they were, they were playing together with other musicians in a room quietly, um, and, and listening to each other. And, uh, I haven't gotten to do that a whole lot, um, in my recording career. Um, and especially not with my own music. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, this time when I'm going to the studio, I'm, I'm taking in a small band of musicians that I really trust. And, uh, and we're going to play most of the songs, like get all the instruments live. Um, so it's going to be kind of an acoustic, um, acoustic based kind of oh, cool. finger style guitar, that sort of thing. Um, more intimate sort of sound and going to try to get it, get it done quickly. Um, just to kind of cap- capture that energy and to capture that, um, I don't know, honesty. Hopefully. Yeah. That's, that's what we're shooting for. Now I'm going to drop in. Uh, some of the demo video that you released for the song Rebuild, so the listeners mm-hmm. can have a taste of the new project. But you'd mentioned on the campaign page that some of the songs are fictional and some mm-hmm. are for real life. Yes. So I, I'm asking, like, the song Rebuild, is that autobiographical or is that fictional? Like, did you have a house burned down with it's, a fire it's in a the mi- kitchen? It's a mix of two. Okay. Um, it's a mix of fiction and non. Um on my my daily drive uh, to the little studio here where I teach and record, um, there's this house that I pass, and it's a beautiful house. And the neighborhood, it's not huge houses, but houses with a little bit of, of land um, with them. And so this house, it was it had these beautiful trees and a, a screened-in back porch, and uh, it was an older couple that lived there, and, and he would often be – they had a little golf cart that they would use to kind of drive around the property and around the neighborhood, and I would pass them and wave. And um, it's just – I just love love driving through that neighborhood. Um, and then one day last summer, I was driving home, and there was a guy in the middle of the street taking a picture of their property. I was like, what is this guy doing? And then I looked. My house had burned down. Uh, it, and I was, I was just – it was heartbreaking because I, I, I just kind of recently – the drive for me was new and, and, and I loved kind of discovering this little neighborhood and watching that house and the people that live there. It was just, you know, it's one of those things you see and it yeah. makes you happy inside. And I was just so sad. And, uh, so over the next couple of weeks, there were, you know, crews there cleaning out, you know, tearing stuff off of the property. And I was like, I mean, what, what are they even going to do? Like, I, I would expect that, like, I didn't know if anybody had been hurt. I don't know the people that live there. And, um, anyway, then one day there was a, a concrete truck out there pouring a new foundation. Oh, wow. And they re they rebuilt the house. Same floor plan from the outside. It, it's yeah. same floor plan, except they rebuilt it in brick. And, um, like the, the screened in back porch, it's, it's now brick and it has windows. And, and I just thought, man, that is, that's beautiful. I'm really happy for them. Yeah. Um, but also I was like, at the same time, I'm going through a lot of the stuff we've been going through in 2020 and 2021. And I thought, Man, that's like, that's what, that's what the Christian life is. Like we're called to, you know, to, to rebuild. Like we're trying, we're called in the same way that Jesus is making us new and, and, and restoring us over time, uh, through sanctification. Like that's, that's who we're supposed to be for each other. Um, in our, in our churches, in our communities, in our families, like we're supposed to be trying to restore what is broken. And, um, you know, when we pray, you know, your kingdom come, your will be done. Like that's, 
that's kind of part of it. Like how we, 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 we are trying to bring his kingdom to bear in our day-to-day lives and in the people we're closest to. And so it really resonated with me. So I started just kind of trying to imagine what, what happened and, and what must it have felt like yeah. to be standing there with your, cause I mean, the house looked like it had been there for a while. I mean, it was probably 30, 30, 35 years old, I would imagine, you know, I mean, it probably wasn't new to these people. I mean, they may have even built it. And so I just tried to imagine what it would have, what, have, what it was like for them. And, uh, and then I kind of turned it on, on myself a little bit, um, and examined what, what that maybe what that looks like with me. I think that so. that's one of the powers of a of a well-crafted song. I mean, music can just sneak around all of that and just say, right. "I want you to I want you to imagine and feel and and just kind of let this sit for a minute. And now now let me talk to you about the choice we have. For sure. And we can yeah. choose to rebuild. And yeah. anyway. So, one of the reward tiers you have includes something called In Golden Seams which yes. is an EP as a companion piece with six bonus acoustic songs. Yes. Are those just acoustic versions of the songs from the album or completely new songs? No, these are, yeah, these are other songs. I, um, when I kind of sat down to, to look at what I had for the record, I had, I don't know, probably 18 or 20 that, that I was, I was choosing from. Um, and I tried to kind of pick the ones that had the most in common that seemed, seemed like they went together. And I, I, both of the centerpiece records um, had what I consider to be kind of a lot of songs on them. And, but one of the things that I love the most is usually the albums that I love the most have, are, are, are brief and to the point, you know, they get the point across and they don't overburden you with a lot of songs. I say that, but I listened all the way through the Beatles white album this morning. So I'm, I'm a contradiction, but um, uh, so I'm, I, I tried to narrow the record down to, to 10 songs wanted to keep it less than 40 minutes. And, uh, but I had these, other, these other songs that I really like, and I think they're good, uh, but they just weren't quite the same as those. Uh, so yeah. So in golden seams is a, a bonus EP of, of some of those other songs that I was considering for the record that I like, and I don't want to just sit on a shelf, um, figuratively speaking. Uh, so uh, I figured, you know, the, the folks that are involved in my Kickstarter campaigns are usually the ones who would care about hearing those songs anyway. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be six bonus songs, um, that are not a part of the album, so a whole kind of other other thing, kind of a companion piece. To, cool. To and then record. you've got another tier that has uh, an unreleased acoustic hymns EP. Mm-hmm. Can you yeah. like disclose what hymns you've picked, or are you still sure. working that out? Or? Uh, I'm still working on a, on a couple of them, um, but uh, one of the things that I also do as part with my church and some with, with So and Tether as well is we um, rearrange either hymns that don't have any music to them. Uh, we retune hymns. I did that a lot on the centerpiece records, but, uh, and then also just taking hymns that maybe don't have more contemporary arrangements and kind of updating them a little bit, not, yeah. not in a way that really violates their, you know, who they are, uh, on the, on the inside. Um, but in a way that kind of softens the edges a little bit. Um, so one of them is, um, have thine own way Lord. Um, that's a, a hymn that's really been, been resonating with me uh, a lot lately. Um, that's one. There's an old one called uh, "Oh Word of God Incarnate." I'm pretty sure I'm gonna 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 do that one as well. And there's there's a few others, but those are the two that that I've I've discovered um, or re- rediscovered over the last year or so that I really really love, um, and I think it would be fun to to do versions of those. So I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna include those and 
probably a couple of others. Do you have a favorite reward tier that you're most excited about? Like you're hoping people will check out and. Um, yeah, you know, the, so the most popular one, um, with the last two Kickstarter campaigns I've done has been the t-shirt level. Um, uh, I have some, several good friends who work for a company called fund the nations and they, um, uh, they help nonprofits in raising money and things like that. And they make incredible t-shirts. They design incredible t-shirts. So, um, I'm, they, uh, designed, um, a t-shirt for the album, the art of repair. And so it has a, a Kintsugi bowl on it. Um, it's been repaired and, and, uh, it's beautiful. And so that's, that's been the most popular. So I, I like, I like it when people like things. Yeah. Uh, and so a lot of people like that one. And so that tier come, it, it's the, it's the shirt and then the bonus hymns EP and then all, the CD and all the other stuff, all right? the bonus. So everything else uh, underneath that, I have some other things in there too, uh, but that's the one that, that people seem to like the most. And that makes me happy. Uh, so that's, that's probably my favorite. I, you know, I have some other, other options in there where I can do cover videos or little concert, stuff like that. But um, that's, that's probably my favorite one. Now, obviously I'll direct folks to Kickstarter to check out the art of repair, but where else can folks find you to either hear more of your music or interact with you online? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm, you know, my music's all over all the digital, um, wherever digital music, wherever you find your digital music, you can find my music. Uh, Stephen, like the Bible, Stephen, S T E P H E N. And then M C N E I L L is my last name. Um, so I'm there. Um, I got a lot of, a lot of music there to check out. Um, and then also Stephen McNeil spelled the same way. Dot net, um, is my website where you can find, um, a lot more about other musical projects I've been along, been involved in and uh, about my teaching because I teach music lessons. Um, so there's info about that there. And then I'm at Stephen McNeil, spelled the same way, on Twitter as well. And uh, at Stephen McNeil Music on Instagram. You know, I, you know, I've, I kind of got... All the places. Yeah, all the places. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. So. Well, I appreciate your time. I'm glad to spend a minute with you. I already had the campaign info from the page, but to be able to actually let folks hear it from you and get some insight into this has been really great. I appreciate it. Sure. It's been great to, great to talk to you. Thanks so much for your support and uh, your help getting the word out. And I'm really excited to see, see where it goes. And here's that clip of the song Rebuild that we discussed during the interview. Started by the kitchen sink, a faulty wire worn and frayed. It spread too quick for us to think. We had just seconds to escape. As we stood shivering in the street. Surveyed the smoldering remains Our lives in ruin at our feet There was a choice for us to make Rebuild, rebuild Brick by brick together It's better if we 
$10 gets you the digital download of the album, $15 gets to the CD and download. For $25, you get both of those, plus the companion EP in Golden Seams that has six more acoustic songs. For $45, you get all of that, plus a t-shirt, CD, and the unreleased Acoustic Hymns EP. And he's got more options, including music lessons, cover songs, songwriting sessions, even a private concert. So head over to Kickstarter and search for The Art of Repair. This campaign closes Thursday, May 27th. So what's one way that you can become a good patron? Well, it's got to do with YouTube, and I want to get your feedback on this, especially if you're an artist. I've been wondering how much it helps to subscribe to an artist's YouTube channel, to like their videos, and to share them. I don't spend a ton of time on YouTube, but I know some folks do, and I don't subscribe to many channels, but I know some folks will. I know there is a minimum number of subscribers they need before they can monetize their videos, and I do believe it can be beneficial to share an artist's videos on other social media. I do that periodically. But I want to ask you, do you feel subscribing, liking, and sharing an artist's YouTube channel and video is beneficial? I feel like it probably is, but I'd like to hear back from you. Let me know what you think, and if you subscribe to some artist's channels on YouTube, who are they? Let me know. Email me at goodpatronpodcast at gmail.com and I'll share it on the next episode. Now I've got more campaigns and pre-orders to tell you about, so stick around to find out about some opportunities you have to help some specific artists with some active campaigns and pre-orders right after this quick break. This Memorial Weekend, UTR is putting on the biggest music party we've ever thrown. Join us for White Owl Music Fest 2021, featuring a rare live performance from Grammy Award winners Jars of Clay. Also performing prolific songwriter Sandra McCracken. Plus, alumni of NBC's The Voice, Royce Lovett. Plus, 10 more artists, all performing on Saturday, May 29th at beautiful Starstruck Farm, just outside of Nashville. This will be a safe, all-outdoor, socially distanced event. You're invited from far and wide with one-of-a-kind lodging options on-site. For White Owl Music Fest full concert roster and ticket information, go to whiteowlmusicfest.com. Have you tuned into UTR's latest Heart, Soul, and Mind playlist? Here's what you'll hear. Let's do it now. 
Check out a whole bunch of hand-curated songs on UTR's Heart, Soul, and Mind playlist. Available now at Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Prime Music. Stephen Lufkin has been putting out music for years under the name Lufkin. That's L-O-V-K-N. And if you listen to the Gourmet Music Podcast or follow the UTR Media Spotify playlist, you've heard his music before. Now, he's from here in the Phoenix area, in what we refer to as the Valley of the Sun. And so I had the pleasure of seeing him perform live multiple times. He opened for Zach Winters, for the Grey Havens, and even Rivers and Robots when they came to the U.S. right before the lockdown. He's got a great quirky style, and he just launched a Kickstarter campaign for a new 10-song album. If you want to know more about him and how he's come to where he is with music, he's been featured on the Listen to This podcast put out by Drew Schaefer several times and talked about his music, and he recently appeared on an episode alongside Yaz Williams, a new favorite of mine. So you should be sure to check out that podcast to find out more about him. Thematically, this album will be a call to love like Jesus loved a world that desperately needs it. Here is a clip of his song, Faithful to Remain, so you've got an idea what he sounds like. You're keeping me on my feet, you're keeping me on my feet, I don't know what's ahead for me, but in you I always find my peace, cause further along the line, further along the line, I'll be dancing in your light, in your glory I will shine, cause every has been low and every night seen Everyone, young girls, old, you are faithful to remain in every good, knows bad, and everyone happy, no sad, is everyone healed, knows pain. You are faithful to remain, you are faithful, you are faithful to remain. $5 gets you updates along the way and access to stream the album a week before it releases. $15 also gets the that that download and a virtual ticket to an album release show. For 50 you get a Zoom call from the studio and a CD. So head over to Kickstarter and search for Lovekin. That's L-O-V-K-N. This campaign closes Sunday, May 23rd. Joshua Leventhal is a worship leader and singer-songwriter based out of Vancouver, British Columbia in Canada, and he has successfully run a Kickstarter campaign for his debut worship EP, Lion Lamb, about four years back. Well, now he's launched a new Kickstarter campaign for his first full-length album to be titled All Ye Lepers, and the songs are all about the goodness of Christ across the spectrum of human experience, life and death, joy and sorrow. And like Stephen McNeil's project this episode, Joshua's also touches on the Japanese art form Kintsugi. In fact, the album cover is a beautiful, broken and restored vase. In case you've never heard his music before, here is a clip of Joshua Leventhal's song, Lepers, so you've got an idea what this project will sound like. All ye outcasts, undesired, come to the man who won't look away. All ye lepers, broken hearted, come to the one who can take your shame. Just come, be made clean. Just come, be made clean. Come, 
Canadian gets you the digital copy, and then it jumps all the way up to $50 Canadian for the CD. But you get two copies of the CD and three limited-run lyric prints along with the download. And then he's got other options like t-shirts, canvas prints, and more. So head over to Kickstarter and search for All Ye Lepers. This campaign closes Sunday, May 16th. If you were at Escape to the Lake back in 2016, you might remember meeting and hearing the music of Adrian Mathenia. I only became aware of his music when he recently launched his Kickstarter campaign for a new album to be titled In Simple Trust. Now, this project was inspired by Adrian's desire to bring a poem of John Greenleaf Whittier to life as a hymn, and then he began working on arrangements for some other somewhat forgotten hymns, and then he began writing some new hymns, and now you've got this album. This album will be a worship album, even though his previous solo music was more storytelling kind of style. Now, checking out his campaign had me checking out his earlier music, and I gotta tell you, now I'm a fan. I immediately dug his 2020 single, When the Lights Go Out, and you should absolutely check that out later. But for this show, I'm gonna play a clip from his newest song, The Hope of Christ, which is the first single from this album, so you've got an idea what this project will sound like when he's doing worship music instead of storytelling. gets you an early download of the album. $25 gets you a signed CD in that early download. And then he's got more options that include exclusive acoustic versions of the album, handwritten lyrics, and even a curated care package featuring a number of his favorite things. So head over to Kickstarter and search for In Simple Trust. This campaign closes Sunday, May 30th. Sherry Keggy has recently launched a GoFundMe campaign for a new album to be titled What I Know to be True. Here is a clip of her song, You Save Me, from her 2015 album, No Longer My Own, so you've got an idea what she sounds like.
is good for me to be afflicted that I might learn your decrees Lord and all of those years in the desert kept me thirsting for your word on my knees if your law had not been my delight I would have perished in the There are no reward tiers on this since it's just a GoFundMe, but if you want to help out, head over to GoFundMe and search for Sherry Keggy. Now, we covered the Jazz Album Project by Crystal Lewis a couple years back on episode 13, but now she's back with a Kickstarter campaign for an album of duets. Now, she's done a number of duets over the years, and sounds like she's really excited about being able to do a whole album of duets. Now, it's $25 just for the early download but it includes a virtual pass to a live stream concert. And then she's got other options like a scarf or a bandana or a personalized live stream. But for some reason, she's chosen to be really secretive about who she's actually doing the duets with, and instead will only slowly release that information out over the course of the campaign. And she's also made a deliberate choice not to make CDs available. So if you're into physical media, this might not be the campaign for you. But if you know her music and you're looking forward to a duets album, head over to Kickstarter and search for Crystal Lewis. This campaign closes Tuesday, June 1st. Mark Proctor has been making music for years and currently teaches songwriting and studio music production over at Ozark Christian College, and he has launched a Kickstarter campaign for a new album. It'll be his third studio album to be titled The Way. This will be a collection of story songs about the life of Jesus from the angle of his call to be childlike. Now, here is a clip of one of his earlier tracks, I Want to Know You, so you've got an idea what he sounds like. He's asking $20 for the download of the album, $50 for the CD and shirt. So if you're interested in helping him bring this project to life, head over to Kickstarter and search for Mark Proctor, or the link will be in the show notes. This campaign closes Saturday, May 8th. Now, there's a fun band that I found on Bandcamp a while back that puts out 80s-inspired nostalgic pop, and now they've launched GoFundMe to raise funds for a new album. Now, the band is 0M-53, so it's just those four characters with a dash in between, 0M-53. And they've been putting out a number of singles, 
and remakes of older songs, and even have other folks making remixes of their songs. Here is a clip of one of their recent singles from last year, Found the Light, so you've got an idea what they sound like. Now, their GoFundMe page is really sparse for details. I, I can't tell you what the title of the album is going to be, only that the page title mentions the, quote, junior year album project. It also doesn't say anything about how many songs or uh, when they hope to complete it. Nothing about whether they'll make CDs or provide downloads to backers. But if you like what they're doing and you want to help them out, head over to GoFundMe and search for junior year album project. And in a very last-minute edition, I have one more update for you. Last episode, I'd given you a heads-up that we would likely see a campaign in April for a new project by Folk Hymnal. Essentially, Folk Hymnal is a guild of church worship leaders creating theologically rich songs that are also accessible and enjoyable. Now, we recorded this episode on May 2nd, and after it had already gone to the presses, so to speak, for a May 3rd release, We found out from Tim Briggs with Folk Hymnal that he will be launching his new campaign probably sometime on May 3rd. If not exactly on the 3rd, probably still early this week. And it sounds like it's going to be a 21-day campaign. So our choice was either miss being able to mention the campaign and have it come and go before the next episode, or record this bit early in the morning before I have to start work, and then have Dave Trout with UTR Media stitch it in place before the episode gets published. I really like what Tim's been doing with Folk Hymnal, and we opted for the second choice. In fact, we like what he's doing enough that we'd actually had him as the Spotlight campaign a couple years back on episode 17. Here's what you need to know about the Folk Hymnal projects. They're put together in a folky sort of style, and they're not all technically hymns, but they are more theologically rich. But the project also brings a variety of artists and other voices to the table. So if you want more on the background of Tim and the full hymnal work, be sure to go to episode 19 of the Green Room Door podcast from December of 2018. And just so you've got an idea of what the full hymnal project sound like, here is a clip from one of my favorite songs of theirs from the Good News Songs album they put out last year. This is the song Save My Soul featuring Stacy Lance. my shame and my despair when my soul had been laid bare I cried out where's my rescue 
No details yet for the title, the theme, or reward tiers, but be sure we will tweet about it, and we will share it in the Facebook group. So stay tuned, and if you want, you can just start searching for Full Kimnal on Kickstarter as soon as you hear this. Keep hitting refresh till it shows up. Now I've got a couple other things I'm going to ask you to do. Subscribe to or follow this podcast so you'll hear each episode when it comes out. Follow the show on Twitter at GoodPatron so you'll see us tweeting about campaigns. And join the Crowdfunding Christian Music Group on Facebook, so you can join in on the discussion about these and all the other campaigns that are sure to be going on. Now, I really hope at least one of these campaigns or artists this episode has connected with you, and you'll follow up and check it out. If you end up backing any of the campaigns or pre-orders, or if you have any questions or feedback, or if you want to give me a heads up about a campaign I should know about, I'd love to hear from you. You can contact me via email goodpatronpodcast at gmail.com, or just reach out on Twitter at goodpatron. My DMs are open, or say something in the Facebook group. Say hi to all of us. I am excited to keep digging into the topic of how to be a good patron, and I hope I encourage you in your journey from fan to patron. So until next episode, remember, great music doesn't just happen, so get involved. Good Patron Podcast is proud to be a part of UTR Media, an independent, listener-supported nonprofit ministry in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and found online at utrmedia.org. <laughs>